All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News, where I got to break a little news about myself. Just a few minutes ago, Twitter suspended my account again for socializing a peer-reviewed study by an NIH contractor that included the CDC's contrarian view on this, and yet they're calling it misinformation. It is insane that you can't cover an NIH contract's peer-reviewed study in a famous respected journal without being censored just because it runs against what Twitter and Facebook want. Uh, Hey, I've got all three of my vaccines. I'm not anti-vax. I've been as careful as anyone, and yet still these childish, impish, un-American censors in these big tech companies continue to restrain free speech. I'm sure we'll get it reversed because there's no justification for doing it. But once again, it's a reminder why you should join Truth or Getter or CloudHub or Parler because the current platforms do not respect America's free speech principles, its values. They only view one truth as the only truth. That is bad for our country short-term and long-term. And once again, so if you can't see me on Twitter the next few weeks, it's because Twitter suspended me for socializing a peer-reviewed NIH-funded study that included CDC comment on it. Just think about that. Well, all right. What an episode to kick off a show where I wanted to talk about the rise of new media. Yes, as we get upset with things like the Drudge Report that feels like it left much of America and only covers certain issues now, not the issues it used to cover, or the Washington Post or the New York Times or the traditional newspapers, those who gave us the bogus Russia story, the bogus Ukraine story. While we have gone through all of that, we still have a new system, an ecosystem growing every day. And I want to introduce you to two of those ecosystem members, two responsible, smart sites run by good journalists, solid, excellent journalists. We're going to talk today to former Drudge Report editor and now current editor-in-chief of Off the Press, Joe Curl. I got to work with Joe Curl when he was one of my chief political reporters at The Washington Times. He is a careful, brilliant 
cutting edge, perceptive journalist. He always is leaning into the news and finding stories that are about to become big news before anyone else has them. He has created an alternative to the Judge Report called Off the Press. It is amazing. You need to check it out. His co-editor or his deputy editor is Paul Bedard, the famous Washington Whispers columnist and another epic journalist. The two of them run this site 24-7. It is a must read if you're frustrated because Drudge isn't covering the stories that you know need to be covered because it seems like he's left a good part of his audience or you don't like the opportunities you have and you want more than just the news, you know, to get other breaking news and other sites that are reporting the truth. Go to offthepress.com and Joe Curl is going to join us and describe exactly what it is. We're also going to, because he's such a perceptive political journalist, we're going to ask him about the war, CPAC, the state of the Conservative Party, the state of the Democratic Party, all very important stuff that we're in tune with every day. All right. And then after that, we're going to take you to state news because a lot of us don't read the national news all the time. We're also interested in what goes in our backyard, in our state capital, in our state. I live in Virginia. Well, there's a new news site in Virginia called the Virginia Star. There's one in Tennessee called the Tennessee Star, one in Florida, one in Texas, one in Connecticut, one in Michigan, one in Wisconsin. It is a fast-growing franchise called the Star News Network. Newspapers that work just like Just the News, but they're covering state news, not national news. They're covering local news, not national politics. They do a great job of it, and if you are not aware and you're in one of those states that have a star, you need to know about it. So Michael Patrick Leahy, the founder and editor-in-chief of the Star News Network, really one of the fast-rising new trusted news brands in America, is also here. So off the press, Joe Curl, Michael Patrick Leahy, Star News Network, Tennessee, Virginia Star, all those different star newspapers, going to join us back-to-back in an absolute great roundtable discussion about the new media places where you can get the truth like you used to get from your mainstream media outlets. We're very excited to offer that to you today. Big idea, big, important discussion. But first, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 
Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad to join this next guest. I've had the pleasure of working alongside of him. He is one of America's greatest journalists, the former deputy editor of the Drudge Report, former political reporter for the Washington Times, and currently the editor-in-chief of an incredible new site called Off the Press. The new Drudge Report is what I call it. Joining me right now is Joe Curl. Joe, welcome to the show. Well, that's a hard introduction to live up to, but thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> it has the benefit of being entirely true. It is really true. You are one of uh, one of America's great journalists, and I, I got to see it firsthand when I was editor at the Washington Times. You you broke stories and you saw trends that very few people have, and now you have a site that I really think looks like what Drudge used to look like. And let me start with this question because everybody asks this question. I've seen stories about it recently. What is going on with the Drudge Report? What's your guess of why Matt Drudge and the Drudge Report doesn't look like the Drudge Report we came to be so used to over two decades? Well, as you know, with your, your long dealing with, with Matt Drudge as well, he's, um, he's reclusive and actually, I guess, a, a bit odd. He really is the portrait that's portrayed in the media. He, he doesn't like to uh, have his picture taken. He doesn't appear anywhere. He used to do shows and, and different things, but he doesn't anymore. So, again, nobody really knows what, like, even someone who worked with him for a long time, like me, I, I have no idea what's happened there. There are rumors that he had a falling out with Trump. He used to go to the White House regularly and, and meet with Trump. There's rumors that he had a falling out with, with, with Trump and, and went against him. There's, there's rumors that he's not even running it anymore. But you and I have heard things that make us think that he still is running it. So, right. And I, if, uh, if your listeners saw a, a picture a couple of days ago, it was um, Vladimir Putin with the little Hitler mustache. And when I saw that, I just went, well, that's Matt Drudge, because that's just really brilliant and funny, and that's what he does. But, yeah. um, but nobody really knows if he's even still there. Yeah, what's remarkable, you know, I'll, I'll give you one example. Just you know, He was the guy who covered the Clinton scandals better than anyone. He saw them coming before the people did. He jumped on them from Monica Lewinsky to the Clinton Foundation. And like with the current really serious investigation, 
by John Durham, there's hardly any coverage on the Drudge Report. And I just can't believe his news judgment would have changed that much to say, well, you know, there's three indictments. These are pretty serious criminal case. He doesn't seem to be interested. It's a very a big head scratcher. But well, I was just going to say that that really is true. There was a rule, no MSNBC stories. There were there were a lot of places we couldn't pull from. And now if you look at it, you know, MSNBC is all over the page. There'll be, you know, five to seven, eight stories on there. They've got Washington Post stories and New York Times stories. Again, he, he used to be the place to go to read things that you wouldn't normally see. And we see all of those things, especially us in, in the news business. Everything on this page now is something I've already read. So I kept hearing that from more and more people that, they just don't even check the page anymore. You know, the the new editor at uh, yeah. the Washington Times, he, Chris Dolan, he's like, I don't even look at it anymore. So I hear that from a lot of people nowadays. I do too. And, you know, I was at um, CPAC. I know you were too, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But uh, one of the people came up to me and said, we didn't leave the Drudge Report. The Drudge Report left us, you know, a reader just saying that. <laughs> and yeah, I think true. there's a sense that just the news judgment doesn't match what the audience expected. And, you know, that's fine for him. And I guess at the end of the day, uh, you know, the audience will suss that out because the open marketplace allows that. Now, speaking of the open marketplace, you've created one of my new favorite sites. I check it five, six, seven, ten times a day off the press. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there and uh, what makes it so unique. It, it feels like Drudge with a with a, um, a facelift. It's fresher, smarter, quicker, uh, and uh, in fact, a lot quicker than Drudge. Drudge is a lot slower to update these days, and you're on top of everything. But uh, tell us what, what inspired you to do that, what, what it looks like right now. Well, that, that was basically the genesis of it. I mean, we're going to grow it way past that, but the genesis of the idea was simply, hey, wouldn't it be great if there was still a page as, as good as the, the old Drudge Report? I mean, when I ran it, and, and Charlie Hurt was there. He's a opinion editor at the Washington Times. Right. And Matt, it was a super dynamic page. We each worked five-hour shifts, and you know, we're throwing up 30, 35 stories, taking down 20, 25 stories. The page was just explosive and, and, and a real blast to do. But, but also, we were, we were finding just really unusual and, and different stories. That's, you know, stories that you don't normally see. Right. So we kind of just thought, well, what if we had that page again? And so it, it was born like that, but it's already becoming its own entity now. I've, I've, I got um, Paul Bedard, who's another great, you know, Paul, he's another great Washington journalist, longtime Absolutely. reporter and writer. And um, so he's one of the editors there, which means we have just great news judgment. And that's the real key to this kind of page is, you know, we're going to read a thousand stories, but we're only going to post 50 to 75. So we're saving people all this time from, from having to comb through everything. They could do this as well, but we do it all day, every day. And we try to get everything in one place so you can just go and say, okay, what, what are the most important things I need to read? And that's where they go. Uh, it is an amazing thing. And you also have a great newsletter, which I like, which I don't remember Drudge ever having, but uh, it's worth signing up for, folks. It's great. You go to offthepress.com, go sign up for the newsletter, go check out the page, bookmark it. I use it all day long. It is truly one of the best news aggregation and news judgment sites. Um You've, you've covered a lot of Washington over the years. I mean, we went through the Clinton scandals together, the, the Bush wars together, uh, the Obama years, the Trump years. Now we're in the Biden years. Um, how do you assess the state of this country at this moment with war, inflation, uh, high crime, uh, and a lot of feeling when you look at the polls of insecurity among just Americans feeling insecure about the future? Um, how does this compare from all the other times you've covered as a great journalist? Well, it certainly feels different. It certainly feels worse than, you know, we've been into recessions. We've had 
our own wars that we've been involved in. We've had, you know, international strife going on, but, but it's kind of the, the, the coming together of all of these different things. I mean, crimes exploding in the cities, inflation's gone crazy. And, you know, now we have wars going on. And I think that the word you use is exactly right. I've seen some polls recently that people just feel insecure. And not, not to mention the fact that COVID has just really crushed us for two years. I mean, there's this real sense of, of insecurity. I mean, people lost jobs and now, you know, prices are going through the roof on everything. Gas is about to be $4 everywhere. And, and that's what these polls have been finding is people are just really worried about where they're going and, and how things are going. Some of the latest polls I've seen, too, have shown that, you know, Biden has just plunged in. You know, when he first came in, he was at 60-some percent approval rating. He's down in the 40s now, low 40s. And so people have really lost faith in, in their leadership. And I think the situation in Ukraine, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what any president would have been able to do to stop it, but, but I know that it didn't happen when, when Donald Trump was in office, and now it's happened a year into Biden's term. So that tells you something. Yeah, it is a, just an extraordinary moment. And people, you know, the last time I can remember seeing the country, and I was much younger than, like not even an adult yet, is sort of the end of the Carter years, this idea that there's an episode overseas that makes us look weak, the Russia-Ukraine thing then, back at, or now, back then it was the, the Iran embassy crisis. And you've got the, uh, you know, stagflation, inflation, and a stalling economy, rising gas prices up over five bucks in many places. Um it does feel like Joe Biden has ushered in this era of uh, of malaise in America, and it's hard to tell from his speech how he zaps out of it. He knows his poll numbers are down, right? They all know that. But do you see any pathway for him to revive his presidency, to get back on, to win back those independents that he brought to the table in 2020? Well, one other point on, on the point you just made is Putin also saw the the very disastrous pull out from Afghanistan with our U.S. forces. And so I think he really took a look and just went, well, you know, if he's that weak and if he's that bad, I'll, I'll just I'll just go now. That's right. As far as pulling out of this malaise that he's in, I certainly don't think it's going to happen before the midterms. I think the midterms are just going to be a bloodbath for Democrats. And it's going to be, you know, they're going to lose 50 to 75 seats in the House. They're going to lose Senate. Yeah. I think there's a way to, you know, if the economy gets better and he made that he made that really interesting statement in the State of the Union where he said, you know, we're not for defunding the police. Now that, you know, went counter to a lot of what the progressives and, and far left of the party say. But he realizes that's a that's a big time loser on the campaign trail. You can't be traveling around saying, hey, we want we're just going to put a revolving door in at the jail and everyone's just going to come and go however they please. So there's ways to pull out of this, but it's going to take some time. And, and he needs the economy to to cooperate and he needs these cities to start policing their, their residents and, and putting people in jail and getting criminals off the streets. So it can be done, but I just don't think he'll do it in time for the midterms. And and I frankly don't think he'll run again in, in 2024. I think that would just be a disaster. I think whoever he runs against will just beat him like a drum. So I think by then he'll be stepping down. Yeah, no, I think that that's exactly right. It's an amazing a moment to absorb uh, the change in the sentiments of America. Censorship. I just had my Twitter account suspended a second time. Last time they re- unsuspended it right away and said, I'm sorry, uh, we didn't do it. For picking up a peer-reviewed story, a peer-reviewed study, in the uh, uh, issue of molecular biology, one of the most trusted 
journals in the, in the world and with CDC fair comments saying we don't agree with the study and still you get suspended. Uh, when I was at CPAC last week, you had um, uh, an extraordinary speech by Tulsi Gabbard saying, you know, the, the, the Democrats that I belong to their party for so long, they only want one truth, their truth to be the prevailing truth, and they will stomp out everything else as by labeling it misinformation. Could you ever imagine when you got in this profession 30 years ago, we'd be in an era where so much censorship and cancel culture would be almost accepted and sometimes cheered on by the media? Yeah, it, it, it is a bizarre situation. Covering the White House for years and years, there was kind of an unwritten rule that when, when the White House and the administration went after a news organization, everyone got their back, whether it was conservative or or liberal, if you know, if if they went out after Fox News, then the Washington Post would come to their defense because they want those voices to be out there. That that era has changed now. I mean, you're not hearing anything from from liberal media as they continue to crush conservative media. So, but again, the the most frightening part of that is is the story that we witnessed with um, the Wuhan lab and 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 the origins of of COVID nineteen and SARS. So. When that, when those questions first arose, did it did it come from that lab, either accidentally or on purpose? Facebook and and other social media platforms decided that was not to be talked about and and squelched it. But then, almost a year later, Democrats even started to question it. And then Biden came out and said, "Hey, we should get to the bottom of this." And all of a sudden, then it was okay to write about it and talk about it because Biden had said it and Democrats had said it. So that's really strange. That's the problem with censorship: is you don't know what you're killing. I mean, the rumors about like, for example, the rumors about Jeffrey Epstein and, and whether he committed suicide. I mean, that's certainly a perfectly fine question to ask. It's right. an unusual situation. He's in, he's in maximum security. All of a sudden he's dead. There's no, there's no cameras. There's, there's no, you know, the jail guards were supposedly sleeping or not paying attention. I mean, all of those things were bizarre. And so why can't we question that? Why can't we ask those things? And that's the most bizarre thing is that, you can do that. That's okay on social media. But as soon as you target government officials, then they're like, well, we have to stand in for them and protect Joe Biden and protect the people that we believe in. That's what's really scary about it. Yeah, it's remarkable. It really is. And and uh, and it feels so one-sided. I mean, I think that's the point that Tulsi Gabbard made, which is that there is a, a group that wishes to control the dialogue and anything that they disagree with is labeled as misinformation or conspiracy theory, whether it's true or not, and that it's not no longer about protecting the information from false information. It's about protecting the country from one point of view. And she really came down hard. It was a pretty remarkable speech to see. And the next thing that's going to happen, too, is that's going to be even more frightening is you're starting to see this emergence of fact checkers and everything's got to oh, be yeah. fact checked. And what does the fact checker say here and there? And a lot of smart people have positioned themselves, liberals have positioned themselves to be the fact checker. So we, 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 we're getting these fact checks now where something is absolutely factual and a fact checker would say, well, that's false. And people believe them. I mean, that's, you know, it, it, again, it's got to be up to, there's, there, were, there was always a lot of falsehoods out there floating around and it was up to people to figure it out for themselves. I mean, that's how it should be now. We should have an open platform and then people are going to have to be responsible and find out what's really true. Yeah, it, uh, it, it is. And, and we're going to have to find that the growth of these alternate platforms, whether it's, you know, the truth uh, social platform that Trump has started, Getter, which has grown quite uh, largely, uh, the new news organizations like Off the Press, uh, that is going to be the new ecosystem that I think helps Americans get a counterbalance to one prevailing thought, which seems to have become 
um, monogamous or monotonous in, in, in uh, American uh, media right now. Uh, when you look into 2022, you said it looks like this is going to be a bloodbath election. If Republicans get back in control in the House and Senate, who are the leaders of the party on January 2023? Where does Trump play in? Where does Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, some of these young studs like uh, uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who do you think is the, the, the who are the standard bearers of leadership if the Republicans are in charge in January 2023? Yeah, I think McCarthy has already expressed the desire to to be speaker if, if that happens. So and he's been kind of one of the strong ones there. Uh, and and I, again, I think somebody like McConnell, you know, they build just such a, a, a big army behind them that it's pretty really right. hard to knock those people. That's why, you know, every 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 couple of years you hear a rumor that that somebody's going to go up against Pelosi and they never do because they're afraid to to make her angry. And, yeah. and if you make her mad, then she'll crush you, um, kick you off committees, you know, make sure you don't get any funding from the Democratic Party. And so it's a dangerous thing to go up against the, the incumbent like McConnell. But but, yeah, I think there'll be a whole new wave of, of, uh, of young Republicans coming up. And the real question for DeSantis will be, you know, what what's he going to do in 2024? Is he going to run against Donald Trump or is he not? I mean, again, at CPAC, he gave a, a, a fantastic speech. It was only 20 minutes long, and he just ticked off. It was basically a campaign speech. He just ticked off every issue that he would use to run against Joe Biden. So he's a very good candidate, and he's young and vibrant and ready to go. The question is, will Trump step aside? And the usual answer is probably not. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like he's uh, e- eager to do that anytime soon. And if anything, he sounds like a guy that's geared up and ready to go in 2024 from the speech that he gave um, uh, last Saturday. What was your sense of uh, the conservative movement walking through CPAC? What were your your top lines as you, uh, you look back at uh, what you experienced there down in Orlando, Florida? Well, I'm, I'm always so surprised attending those things, how young the conservative people are. It seemed even younger this year. And I know that, you know, sites like yours and mine and, and people like Ben Shapiro and Young American Foundation and, and things like that, they're, they're skewing younger. I mean, people have this sense of Republicans are, you know, 65-year-old white men. But, you know, there were a lot of kids in their teens and their 20s that looked like college kids and smart young people and, and really active too. They're, they're so engaged. I mean, for, for somebody to come out to that kind of place, you know, there were thousands and thousands of people there and, and they were just excited to be there. They're excited about the future and the prospect of the Republican party. And so it's, that's reassuring that, you know, sometimes you worry that, that young people aren't getting involved, but they're, they're really involved and engaged. And again, I think, you know, in this age, even though we have to worry about censorship and things, there's so much more information for them to be able to get a hold of. Because if they if they were just reading a newspaper in their city, it's probably a liberal newspaper. They're probably not getting a very good story. But now they can go online and read anything they want from anywhere in the world. So they're getting a much better picture, if they do the work, of what's really going on in America. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so we're in this extraordinary moment. People say, well, War three nuclear confrontation possible. But What's your take? What have, as you've been reporting, and you guys have done such a great job at Off the Press of keeping everybody up to date on the very latest mo- uh, developments in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, where does this conflict end? Is this a long war or a short war? Is this something that eventually drags the West into a larger global conflict? Yeah, we had a, um, we had a post yesterday that um, there were some secret documents discovered, and they said that, that Putin had planned to be for the war to take 15 days. And 
Obviously, that's not happening. But we're also getting more reports that even though the liberal media is, is likes to be spinning this as, you know, like Ukraine's really doing pretty well, they're really not doing very well. And, it, and it's going to end only one way, which is Ukraine gets crushed by, by Russia. We don't know how many people are going to die yep. in the course of that. But the other reports that we've been seeing is that at first we heard Putin wanted to take back, you know, a couple of those split off districts on the you know, southeast side of, of Ukraine. Now it sounds like he wants the whole country. And, and he's, he said as much. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the whole thing. The frightening thing is, will he go elsewhere? Will he go into Moldova? Will he go into Belarus? You know, yeah. how far is he going to go? Yeah. Because again, this is what this is what Hitler learned. I mean, you just keep knocking them over. You know, there's all these satellites that have broken off Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia. They all broke off. And so does he want any of those back or, or is he going to be satisfied with, with just taking Ukraine? Um, it's hard to tell. But, you know, the, the frightening thing, too, is that they're just casually talking about nuclear war. Like, sure, you know, World War Three has has nuclear weapons in it. And you know, there's even been talk about use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine. So that's what's really terrifying is that, you know, it's not just some guy taking back something he believes is his or was rightfully, you know, Russia's. I mean, it's not the Soviet Union anymore, but that's what he's making. So it's really, is the whole world going to get involved in this? Yeah, no, that is what everyone is talking about right now. And uh, the rhetoric has been more red hot out of Russia than I've seen in a while. I mean, uh, the first time they made the threat, it was, if you intervene in Ukraine, if you're a Western country, try to intervene, you're going to see a response never before seen in world history. Yeah. Uh, then they put their nukes on, on high alert, their nuclear deterrence uh, forces on high alert. Uh, it just seems as though something else is going on. It's interesting. I talked to some intelligence people in the last 24 hours. And they said, here's what's really going on. Uh, Putin has serious problems at home. Uh, there's protests. There's a lot of doubt. There's even officials in his cabinet that aren't supportive of what he's done or how far he's gone in Ukraine. And so this is all basically to appease or excite the home base and kind of keep his internals uh, in check because there's so much disrest in his own country. Be interesting to see when we learn from history later whether that was the reason or whether this guy really doesn't have a problem using nukes. I guess we'll we'll find out over time. But pretty remarkable uh, language. I mean, I can't remember hearing language like this in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, it really is all the way back to, you know, Khrushchev and, and uh, the Bay of Pigs and, and that when, when things got just really heated up. And that's where we kind of are right now. You know, there's even questions now. I've been seeing more and more reports about Putin's mental capacity. Is he OK? Is he gone kind of nuts? I mean, he, he basically made himself president for life and and he's just going to apparently stay in there forever. Right. There are reports that he's, you know, he's embezzled and, and taken hundreds of millions of dollars. So. He'll just always be in power when they have elections. He wins, you know, every single time, supposedly. So, yeah, it's it's a it's getting frightening. And I don't know if, you know, I, I guess the rest of the world will, at some point, including the United States, will have to say, yeah, okay, he took he took Ukraine, and at least that's all he took. Let's just all forget about it. But that seems like a really weird place to be in the 21st century. I mean, I don't remember the last superpower or former superpower, you know, invading another country. I mean, it's really kind of unusual. The United States got involved in some things, but that was in response to terror in Afghanistan and, and Iraq. But but this is just whole scale walking into another country and taking it over. That just seems out of place in the 21st century. And again, social media, you know, it, they're everywhere. So you can just go on, you can go online and just watch live as they're bombing Kiev. It's It's bizarre. That's right. Yeah, no, it really is. It's almost like it's almost like a a, a game. You think you think you're watching a game because it's so real right. in real time. Except that many 
many, many lives are being lost and destroyed and great monuments and historical sites and and infrastructure in a state, you know, in a country that was doing okay. I mean, you know, Ukraine was growing a little bit. Uh, that's the real the real fallout from this. Joe, it's an amazing thing you've done. I, I am so grateful that you've added off the press to the journalism ecosystem and that you're doing the great work. We, we need it more than ever. Like I said, I, I would rely on Drudge for years and years, but the last couple of years I've been able to do so because there's just too many stories he's not willing to cover. And now... Um, and now you're in that space and I think giving him one heck of a run for his money and I think that's a good for the country competition so thanks so much folks uh, check out offthepress.com anytime and go sign up for the newsletter it's really a great product I it's the first thing I read when it pops into my box we'll talk to you real soon Joe thanks John appreciate it great to have you on all right folks we're gonna take a quick commercial break when we come back we're gonna introduce you to another media outfit star news network that is building a whole bunch of new state news sites. You're going to be impressed with what they're doing. Their owner, Michael Patrick Leahy, is with us in just a few minutes. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back to the commercial break. So glad you can join us. Remember today, we wanna, I wanted to take some time to introduce you to some of the extraordinary new journalism and news enterprises that are coming aboard, getting facts when the mainstream media are running for them, telling the truth when the mainstream media has been giving you a lot of mistruths. And one of the entrepreneurs leading this revolution, he now has nearly a dozen statewide news organizations, organizations you could trust, we use them and trust and partner with them all the time, is my good friend, Michael Patrick Leahy, the founder, the CEO of the Star News Network. Michael, great to have you on the show. John, it is just so great to be with you, and it's it's wonderful to have this network of conservative news sites out there that that you know kind of all move stories forward and then uh, identify stories, 
follow them along, and don't give up on telling the truth. That's It's great to be part of a group like that. It really is, and, and it's so needed. I mean, if you're in Wisconsin, if you're in Connecticut, if you're in Virginia, you're, you have these newspapers that only really cover half the news, and a lot of times they give you talking points that turn out to be fake news at the end. And I hate to use that term because I know it got politicized, but there is a lot of fake news that we can point to every day. You're not doing that in my home state of Virginia. We've got the Virginia Star in the state I grew up in, Connecticut. You just launched. Tell us the map that you've created. You've got, what, 11 news sites all working together now? We are in 11 states, uh, including uh, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, with the Pennsylvania Daily Star, the Wisconsin Daily Star, the Arizona Sun-Times, the Florida Capital Star, the Georgia Star News, the Virginia Star, the Michigan Star, the Ohio Star, the Ohio Star, the Minnesota Sun, and the Tennessee Star. Interestingly, until Connecticut, all of those stories were either battleground uh, states, were either battleground uh, states or uh, red states. And we've decided, you know, this country is 50 states united. And even though the blue states uh, are very blue and have a different view of the world, um, conservatives live everywhere in the United States. And as Ben Franklin said, uh, we will all either uh, uh, hang together or we'll hang separately. And we need to, as a country, be united. And so we're going into those areas. We're going into Connecticut, our first blue state, and we're just reporting the facts from what we say is an honest, straightforward, fact-based conservative worldview. That's how we are. What's uh, what our approach is? Yeah, and that's what people are looking for. They want to be able to get the truth, and they don't want to be told how to think. They want to be told what what facts they have, and then make up their own mind. And that's what you're doing. Our, our brethren in the mainstream media, who for you know many years I think filled the role fine, they are so incessed on telling you how to think. Their truth has to be your truth, or you're canceled. You don't do that. I love it. I read the Virginia Star every morning when I get up. I'm going to be reading the Connecticut Star because I can't wait. That's my hometown. I'm dying to find out what's going on there because for the last five years, reading the local newspapers, I can't figure out what's really going on in Connecticut. Um, but you've also distinguished yourself with doing some really great investigative work, enterprising work, sort of holding people to account in uh, Tennessee, the whole effort to vet uh, the carpetbaggers, as some people call them, these new candidates who've parachuted into Tennessee and said, we'd like to join Congress. You've been covering that in Georgia. You've been right alongside Just the News and others doing great work uh, illuminating all of the election problems. Uh, what caused you to do this? You're sitting around one day, you're, you're accomplished as a businessman, a lawyer, and all of a sudden you say, I'm going to start some news organizations. What gave you that inspiration to do that? Well, John, that's a great question. And I think most of your listeners probably have the same impulse. I mean, they're sitting at home or they're reading the news content on the Internet and they see something come across uh, as a story and they read it and say, well, that's not true. That's not true. We got to report what's really true. And so if you look at it, there has been such a dearth of actual fact based reporting. Uh, as you know, I've uh, uh, worked at Breitbart for right. about 10 years, and uh, Breitbart it writes at a very you know national level and has a certain style to it. I still am affiliated with Breitbart. I write about one, once, uh, once a month, write with uh, a story uh, typically about election integrity for them. Right. But there was such a, a, a news desert, is the word, at state and local levels. And what's happened is 
the traditional independently owned local sta- newspapers gone away, hasn't it? And they've all been acquired by these hedge funds uh, or by Gannett, and they're all run by, in essence, left-wing graduates of left-wing journalism schools um, without much local touch. And I thought, you know, let's just get the facts locally. And we have a style of reporting, and it's, this is why Just the News and your approach is so consistent with what we do. We like to find publicly available documents uh, that tell a story. And if you present publicly available documents, it is very difficult to dispute the facts in those documents. And we base a lot of our reporting on that. In uh, here, I uh, started the Tennessee Star a little over five years ago because Tennessee, it's a, it's a red state. It went for Trump by 25, 30 points. And yet in the state of Tennessee, John, uh, five years ago, there was not a single conservative news outlet. It was all Gannett and uh, sort of the national, uh, nationally run organizations that have a liberal left-wing perspective. So uh, when I started the Tennessee Star, nobody thought it would do particularly well, but it's turned out to be the dominant player reporting on news in Tennessee. I think we probably are getting more traffic than the uh, Gannett's own Tennessean these days because we're actually reporting the facts, information that people want to know. People around the country said, hey, do this in my state. And so we've developed that capability. And in particular, we have, as you know, you probably know John Fredericks. Who's, uh, I do, right in my backyard. Godzilla of Truth. And he's got a, <laughs> a radio network, a, a morning program. He owns uh, several stations in Virginia, yeah. a station in Georgia, and now a station in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. We have partnered with John. Um, and so he has his news program and his radio show in the morning. He has a full array of, of, of uh, radio content. Uh, but we uh, uh, partner with him. He actually handles our digital ad sales in those states, and we do stories on content that he, he presents. It's been extraordinarily successful. We've had great impact. We moved into Georgia really simultaneously uh, right after the November 2020 election, and we have been all over the story that you've also covered, which is the issue of the problem of election integrity in Georgia, the the publicly available documents that we've discovered at the Georgia Star News. Nobody else looked for them. Uh, The critical uh, uh, chain of custody documents for the 600,000 absentee votes dropped in drop boxes. That was a groundbreaking story at the Georgia Star. That's what got that snowball rolling in that state. And you at Just the News have moved the ball forward because – Remarkably, you've been able to uh, interview uh, one of the main characters in that story who really, in our view, has been he he dropped the ball and didn't track uh, the critical chain of custody documents for these absentee ballots. But by your persistence, you've been able to present evidence to the secretary of state there, Brad Raffensperger. And as a result, he's announced an investigation into uh, the possibility that there's some videos that show people doing illegal ballot harvesting yeah. uh, throughout the 2020 election. That's still in process. Right. But these are the kinds of things that we do. I think it illustrates that story illustrates this new developing conservative ecosystem, if you will. Uh, we start it. You've got more resources. You've got also have some capabilities of interviewing and connecting. You've moved the ball forward significantly. And we've seen those stories of 
election integrity issues all around the country. Yeah. The idea that it's a big lie that we had problems in the 2020 election is now itself a big lie. That that claim of the media is the big lie. Now, uh, two dozen massive revelations. Yesterday or two days ago in Wisconsin, when you see Justice Gableman lay out that there are these nursing home residents who clearly could not have given consent to vote and could not vote themselves, and they're listed as voting, and you have 100% turnout in in uh, nursing homes. We used to call that Soviet-style turnout, Soviet-style voting. Um, you realize that we were sold, you know, the American public was sold a bill of goods early on that this election was fine, and in fact, it is anything but fine. I want to turn to something else, because you are relentless, and you follow the facts. It doesn't matter whether the end person who is engaged in wrongdoing is a Republican or Democrat. You're there to protect the public's interest. You've done some good work in Ohio and in, in the spending and concerns around the Ohio Republican Party. Tell us a little bit about what you've broken there. Yes, we've been uh, reporting on this. There, there's a lack of, of financial accountability and transparency in the Ohio Republican Party. Uh, this is very significant because, you know, John, every state, as it turns out, has a different local flavor. And so, for instance, the Tennessee Republican Party operates a certain way. It's a very transparent organization. Other states are. Ohio is not. Ohio has some very huge accounting problems. It's an organization that the Ohio Republican Party has not had an audit done in about a dozen years. It's amazing. And they had on the uh, on the Ohio Republican Party Executive Committee, they had a fellow by the name of Mark Bainbridge. He's a retired senior managing partner with Ernst & Young. That's one of the big four accounts. Yep, it sure is. He knows whereof he speaks. And when he came out of the Executive Committee, he looked at it and he said, he looked at the books and he said, um, there's about $3 million uh, uh, that is not accounted for We've we've lost retained earnings over this five year period of time. Um, we need to get an audit to just to understand what that was all about. Now, anybody in business, John, if if if, if you had a company and a, a, a former Ernst and Young partner was on your board and he came to you and said, John, we got to look at your books. The honest thing to do, anybody would do is say, well, sure, let's get an audit. But Bob Paducic, who is uh, the chairman of the Republican uh, Party, uh, a political operative uh, who plays, you know, bare knuckles politics, yeah. has refused to conduct such an audit. And uh, so that is an ongoing battle. And although it looks like Paducic has been able to pull the strings uh, in sort of a domineering way uh, to not have an audit and to basically favor his particularly favorite candidates, what that does, John, is it undermines confidence in the integrity of the process. And uh, we're following that story and we're seeking to get uh, a financial accountability uh, in the Ohio Republican Party and, and really get the books audited and just see what the facts are. It's remarkable journalism and important journalism. People need to have scrutiny. A, a, a democracy, a constitutional republic thrives when there is light showing upon all corners of its uh, its options. And I think what you're doing is amazing. Real quickly, Michael, how do people find each, if they're in whatever state they're in, whether it's Connecticut, Wisconsin, Virginia, yeah. how do they find uh, the uh, Star Network affiliate in that state? There's the, in that state, the best thing to do is to go to thestarnewsnetwork.com. 
thestarnewsnetwork.com. And if you just scroll down all the way to the bottom, you'll see the link to every one of our uh, news outlets. As I said, uh, thestarnewsnetwork.com is a place to go. Of course, our flagship, I live in Tennessee. We're talking from our studios in Nashville, Tennessee. That's right. The Tennessee Star on the web at tennesseestar.com is our flagship. But, John, right now we're in 11 states. I think by the end of 2022, we'll probably be in 15 or 20 states. And our goal is to be in uh, probably 50 states uh, within three years. An amazing accomplishment. And, uh, folks, this is great news content. I read it. I trust it. You should go check it out if you're in any one of the states where Michael's already operating. And if you're interested in getting started in a state, reach out to him. They're doing amazing fact-based journalism at the state level, uh, really, really creating uh, value and honesty and uh, in states. And, you know, the funny, I've said this many times, people say, well, how do you prevail in a complicated story like Russia collusion or election integrity? Uh, Joe Biden, facts are a stubborn thing. And Michael's team is turning out those facts every day. So go check them out. Michael, we love having you on. We're excited about this. Let's make this a regular thing and get you on the podcast often. I'm delighted to do that, John. And a salute to you, John Solomon, for all of the great work that you've done throughout your career, and especially all the great work you're doing right now at Just the News. It is a lot of fun. Thank you. I, tell you, I don't feel like I have a job. I love this. It's, uh, I would do it even if it was free, though it's great to have a job. But uh, getting the <laughs> truth to the American public is uh, is such an important thing. It really is. And uh, you're doing it in uh, at the state level in ways that just a couple of years ago would have been a great hope. Now it's a reality. So congratulations. Thanks, John. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day right after this message. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. A big hat tip to my two great friends and fellow journalists, Joe Curl at Off the Press. Go check out offthepress.com and go sign up for their email. It is amazing. A must-have in your news consumption diet. And then also to Michael Patrick Leahy, the head founder, editor-in-chief of the Star News Network, which this week opened up a brand new site in my original home state, the state of my birth, Connecticut. They're also in the state of my current residence in Virginia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Texas, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. The Georgia Star has done some great reporting alongside of us in that state on election integrity. Go check them out. I'm so grateful. And tonight, tune in for my 
new TV show with my great co-host, Amanda Head. She is fantastic. We're going to have all sorts of news breaking on that and looking forward to really being able to have a robust discussion about all that's going on in America right now. We've got some great guests, including Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. She's been on this podcast a few times. So much to talk about as a member of the House Foreign Affairs, what's going on in Ukraine and Russia, China. We've got just some really remarkable Fantastic guest. We're going to have Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas. That's always worth listening to. Also, another congressman, Brian Babin, from the great state of Texas. So, we got a lot of Texas on our mind. Really looking forward to that. And then, if you tune in, you're going to get a glimpse of a story we're going to break tomorrow. I call it Tesla tyranny. I'd look at some of the hypocrisy that Democrats are doing to give tax breaks to non-Tesla electric vehicle makers while ignoring Tesla. So they're harming everyday Americans' ability to get an electric vehicle. But they themselves have bought Teslas because they're the privileged, they're the elites. Aaron Kliegman's going to take us on that. That's going to be a great journey and a great story. He's going to break the story on the show and then put it on Just the News a little bit after that. That's what we've got planned. We look forward to you joining us here. Please Don't forget to join us and and check it out with my great co-host, Amanda Head. And finally, I always like to shout out one of our new partners, because being a member of the Justin News family, the John Solomon Reports podcast family, you get opportunities that you don't get anywhere else. And we are so lucky for that. And today, we've got a real good opportunity to meet a new podcast called My First Million. Now, My First Million is a podcast for the type of person that's always looking to dream up a new business idea, the inner entrepreneur and all of us. The hosts, Sean Perry and Sam Parr, are experts in the field, both having built large dollar eight-figure businesses and sold them to Amazon and HubSpot and other great companies like that. Sean and Sam brainstorm business ideas you can start with tomorrow. These may be some side hustles with the potential to make a few grand a month to big billion dollar ideas or anything in between. Hey, that's a pretty good deal, right? So if you want to check out My First Million, search for My First Million on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. These guys are great. They will get that entrepreneurial innovator unleashed inside of you, thinking and dreaming about how you can make a difference. Their latest episode about the Irish pub in a box is absolutely worth listening to. I'm Irish. St. Patrick Day is coming up. It's perfectly themed. You're going to want to check that out. All right, folks. Remember, if you want to go check that out, go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, wherever you go, and just search for My First Million. Sean and Sam will have you laughing and entertained and learning in no time at all. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Report. So grateful you could join us. Keep an eye on my Twitter account. Maybe we'll get it back if there's any justice in the free speech world left. But until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. Yes, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy and most importantly, 
prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.